Hi, and welcome to More Confidence with Luna Gaia. I am your host, Lenaria, and in this podcast, we talk all things self love, confidence, self esteem. How do you overcome negative thoughts? How do you feel about yourself and your body image? I dive into all of these topics because I live and breathe them. I'm a coach, speaker, healer, and NLP practitioner. And here at More Confidence with Luna Gaia, I am passionate about delivering as much possible information that I can to you to help you to come back into wholeness and remember that you are love. I hope that you enjoy this show and get so much value out of it. If you do, please feel welcome to share the love with somebody else. Leave me a comment, leave me a rating, and you can follow me on any of the social medias. I'm on practically all of them. Let's get stuck into today's episode. So, yesterday I met up with a an old friend. A friend that I've known since I was probably, I don't know, 15, 16. So a good 20 odd years. And I've travelled the world with this specific friend. And as we sat down to enjoy dinner with their fiancé, A conversation came up about an experience that we both had together while we were in Egypt. And in Egypt, we were reflecting upon the time that we missed a terrorist attack by about five minutes. There was a bombing back in, I want to say about 2008, in Cairo, uh, right near the markets. And my friend and I had been sitting right at the spot, just across the way from the church that that was bombed. And as she was telling the story, she told a story about us sitting there and us missing it by five minutes. And she said, and you know what's amazing? The reason why, the very reason why I managed to get away. The reason we got away from that bombing that day was because I wanted to go shopping. And I said, really? Is that how you remember it? She says to me, well, of course, that's exactly how it was. We were sitting there in the cafe and I was sick of sitting down in the cafe and I wanted to go do some more shopping. And we walked away and we went into the market and we went shopping and we heard an explosion on the way. In her experience, what had happened was that we had finished the coffee. We'd gone shopping in the markets, which took us further away from the site of the bombing. And we heard a faint explosion in the distance but continued shopping and as she was telling the story I thought to myself and I said out loud that's not how it happened for me how it happened for me is that we'd been shopping all morning and I was over shopping I'm not a big shopper and I couldn't be bothered anymore and I wanted to go back to the hotel and we had sat down and had a coffee and some lunch and chilled out and then I said look it's time for us to go I want to go home So we left the site, jumped in a taxi, and by the time we got back to the hotel, we'd been told that there had been a bombing, and we turned on the news, and sure enough, where we were just sitting had been exploded. And it's fascinating, you know. It got me thinking. It got me thinking about how objective, or subjective rather, reality really is. Because for the last 15 years or 10 years, she's been telling that story from her truth. And I've been telling the story from my truth. Which one's true? Which one's the actual sequence of events? 
her and I will never be able to establish which one is, quote, the truth. Can we? Can we really decide on which one is the truth when her reality is one, or her memory is one reality, and my memory is a different reality? Think about that for the moment. How many times have you had arguments with your loved ones where you can swear that you said X, Y, Z and you'd made this decision and they will swear black and blue in the opposite direction and you fight? Which one's true? You know that yours is true, but they know that theirs is true. How can we possibly ever know what is true? Here's the thing. We can't really. The reality is, is that we only live in our own reality. The beliefs you have about the world, the experiences that you have, the beliefs that you have, the thoughts that you have, the conditioning that you were raised upon in, are all subjective. They are relying upon you and your memory and your experience. So let's take it back to our self-love for a moment. Let's take it back to those moments in life where we feel like we've been hard done by. Or moments where we feel like so-and-so doesn't like us. Or we're not going to be welcome in a certain environment. Is it our imagination? Did that really happen? And it's not to make you feel like you're questioning everything about your reality. But just to understand that we perceive things through our very own lens. We can't actually see it for what it is. Because our whole minds are created through the filters of our own existence. And now this might be sounding a bit far out there or a bit woo-woo, but when we look at it from a neurological point of view, when we are young, we are a blank slate. We come into the world and we are kind of just an eaten, pooping and sleeping kind of blob. And sure, there might be character traits that we have, but we don't have beliefs about the world. We don't have thoughts about the world when we come in as infants, as newborns. But as time develops, we develop a map of the world. So over time, you can imagine that we're kind of like a cartographer. We're out in a new land and we're building a map. We're deciding, well, what does red look like? What do relationships mean? What is money all about? And depending on your environment, we are making all these decisions and all these beliefs all the time. Particularly between the ages of zero and seven. It's what's known as the imprint period. And during that zero to seven, we are making pretty well every single decision and belief we're going to hold without review for the rest of our lives. Then we're literally creating a map of our world and we filter everything through that. So if you grew up with the belief that money is the root of all evil and you believe that you need to be a good person and you don't want to be evil, then you will forever reject money. If you have grown up to believe that fat is bad and that you need to watch everything that you eat at every single moment and you put on weight and you want to be a good person, then you will hate yourself as a consequence. Conversely, if you grew up in an environment and with a belief system that suggested that money is abundant, that health is abundant and you can be whoever the hell you want to be, then that's exactly how you'll be. Between the ages of zero and seven, this is the imprint period literally imprinting and creating a blueprint about our reality. But it's not actually the truth. In some cultures, patting somebody on the head is considered absolutely height of rudeness. In others, in Western culture, is considered affectionate. 
Which one's real? Which one's true? Both and neither at the same time. As I sat with my grandmother just today, the 92-year-old goddess that she is, grateful for everything that she has, grateful for the nursing home to which she lives in, grateful for the staff, she reminded me of an old, you know, native proverb to which I'm probably going to (laughs) mistake, but take it as my adage, and says, you know, something along the lines of God, universe, whatever, please allow me, help me to not judge a man until I have walked two weeks in his shoes. Because if you grew up with the same beliefs as that person that you don't like, if you grew up with the same thoughts, the same beliefs, the same experiences, you would be that person. You would behave in that way and you would think that way. Yes, even the people that you think are completely abhorrent in this world. People have beliefs that are, that are absolutely awful com- compared to what you believe in. It's just your belief. That's what we have to realize is that, is that our beliefs are just that. They're beliefs. They're made up. <laughs> now, we could freak out about the reality that our beliefs are all made up. Or we can go, well, sweet. If all of our beliefs are made up anyway, why not make up ones that serve us? Why keep believing that I'm a piece of shit when I could believe that I'm amazing? Why believe that I can't express myself and I need to stay small when I could believe that I could be everything that I've ever wanted to be? Beliefs are malleable. Thoughts are malleable. I'm making it sound simple because it is simple. Please do not confuse simple with easy. It is simple. And there is an element of difficulty when it comes to changing our beliefs particularly when we've held them for a very long time. So after the ages of zero and seven and the imprint period, we then move into the period of which is known as the modeling era. So between the ages of seven and 14, we take all the beliefs that we have discovered over the first seven years and we kind of put them into practice and we model people around us. So we're looking at people outside of our inner circle. So we're now looking at aunts and uncles. We're looking at uh, celebrities, sports stars, coaches, teachers, and we're modeling their behavior. Role modeling, like, oh, what's that like? Oh, so that person's cool. It's considered cool. And I learned in my first seven years that being cool is something that I want to be, something that I need to be, something that I'm valuable if I'm cool. Well, I'm going to follow that person who's cool. Everything's developed over a period of time. Throughout you, throughout your life, you've just created a reality. Much like my friend and I, her reality of that day when we missed the bombing in Egypt is different to the way in which my reality is. But hers is no more wrong than mine is. We both experienced it. Our memory of it is different. And I will continue to tell my story as I tell it. And she will continue to tell her story as she tells it. And they are both the truth. And they are both not the truth. Because we both could be wrong, we both could be right, and there could be a mixture of everything. It was a moment in time, and we cannot actually say whether or not something is subjectively, or objectively, rather, true. But we can know what's true for us. 
And when I talk about coming home to your truth and coming back to yourself, that's exactly what I mean. Come back to you. Come back to what's true in your heart, below the thoughts, below the beliefs, or beyond it. It's kind of more what I mean. Beyond the human existence of our beliefs, what is the truth of our existence? For me, and what I believe to be true for everybody else, again, it's just my belief, is that we are love. Infinite beings of light and love. We came from love, we will turn to love, and in our mission in life here on planet Earth is to remember that we are love. There are five words that have been dropping in for me really significantly, particularly in this time of solstice, coming it to the end of the year, a difficult year for many, but also a magical year for many as well, sometimes both. The five words are trust, acceptance, surrender, gratitude and love if I can live my life in trust that everything's happening for me if I can accept whatever comes my way if I can surrender without having to know a plan or figure everything out if I can be grateful for everything that I have if I've liked it or not then I can return to love to which I am And when fear comes in and my ego takes control and my old beliefs want to take over me, I can trust, I can accept them, I can surrender the ones that I no longer need, surrender to a higher power which I believe in, have so much gratitude for what I have, and I'm love. This is my Christmas wish for you. kind of my everyday wish but you know why not be convenient and use Christmas huh I wish this for you I wish you a happy holiday season irrelevant of the situation for you find peace find love find gratitude if it's good if it's bad if you like it if you don't whatever the circumstances happen to be may it be something that allows you to reflect upon how fortunate you are And how the beliefs that you have about life and the world and how it should or shouldn't be are made up. Maybe this year the gift that you give yourself is having a look at what beliefs no longer serve you. And seeing if you can implement some new ones. Big, big big love to you, my gorgeous people. All the best. Happy self-loving. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Again, if you like this episode, please share the love with someone that you love. Maybe it's this episode in and of itself. Maybe you follow me on social media. Or maybe you just live and breathe this message. Because that's the most important thing. Be kind to yourself. Honour yourself. And I wish you so much self-love. Love, Luna.